Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joining us now uh, as a bloke who was more of a number nine than a number one uh, during his days, Brett Angel. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, Ricardo. Yeah, yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good, good. Uh, uh, be be nice to be talking about Everton and, and better circumstances, but uh, uh, things are going from bad to worse. Uh, Frank Lampard was in charge for a few days shy of twelve months after replacing Rafa Benitez, but he's he's gone the same way, and the club currently in in nineteenth position. Yeah, obviously, uh, it's a situation that's probably. <laughs> been synonymous with, with Everton for too many current years just recently and uh, I think since you know well really it's been very difficult for them they, they it keeps looking as though they're turning the corner but realistically for the last sort of two three seasons they've been fighting relegation and uh, that's what they're doing again um, this season probably from a worse position than they've ever been yeah, it's interesting. I was listening to, we just played some Jamie Carragher before we got you on, Brett. Uh, he was talking about it and saying, look, you know, if you go to Goodison Park, he said, um, you know, the, the banners aren't Lampard out. They're, they're all about the board and the owner. Um, but I guess the, the, you know, the board and the owner are always going to try and cover their backsides by, by blaming someone else first. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, it's been sort of an ongoing thing uh, for, for, well, really many, many seasons. There's been an awful lot of money spent and obviously not very wisely. Uh, I think a lot of fans are asking, well, who are we buying and why are we buying them and where do they fit in the jigsaw piece or the jigsaw puzzle? It's looked for quite a while now that Everton have never really had a jigsaw puzzle uh, and the pieces haven't really uh, fitted together. And obviously, when you go through different managers, different managers have a different outlook and want different types of players. And I think that's also synonymous with what you're seeing at Everton at the moment, where players in the squad are probably, you know, two or three managers since and, and are still there. So, yeah, like I sort of said, it, it, it's never looked as though it was, you know, looking any better. You know, Frank came in and it was sort of, could we survive? And they'd managed to survive, but again, lost players, spent a lot of money to replace those players, but things haven't really progressed or developed. Well, I mean, it's, to use the the jigsaw analogy, um, that, that squad is very much a jigsaw, and you touched on I think they've had seven managers in six years now, um, or is it the other way around, six managers in seven years, I think. Um, but, you know, it's it's you've got seven uh, you got pieces for seven different jigsaws in one box, haven't you? So uh, that makes it hard to 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 only get any continuity going and 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 to have a plan because you've got all these different ideas, players that fit different systems and things in there, um, and and obviously that chews up wage bills. I was looking at the stats though; they got one of the highest wage bills and one of the highest uh, spends in the last five years of any team in the Premier League. Well, that's because of obviously the turnaround of you know managers and players and coming in and coming out and and. And basically, it's sort of you look at it and you go, well, they've never realistically been a top, you know, a 
top six team within that last five seasons, yet they've gone through seven managers to try and push themselves back into those areas. And like I say, you, you look at it and you go, well, from the outside, whatever's been started, it's, it's not working. And you've had different directors of football or whatever the name is now, as well as different managers. But the end outcome has always been the same. They're a struggling group that if you look at them on paper, aren't that realistically strong. They're not a top six team on paper with quality uh, in depth. Uh, Yes, they've got a couple of individuals that I'm sure that other teams in the Premier League would probably be looking at come summer if they happen to, you know, fall short and be relegated. But in reality, there's not an abundance of players where I think they're going to go first and foremost to to Everton to reap the rewards of of what's been done previously. You know, Calvin Lewin has has sort of struggled a little bit over the last sort of two seasons, more so through injuries and everything else, but he'd probably be, him and Pickford would probably be the main uh, pickings of, of, of higher clubs that may then look to bolster their squads. Mm, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go next. We'll talk about that in a minute. I did want to ask you, you know, I, as I mentioned, you know, the owner of the board uh, have got to be culpable for some of the decisions they made in terms of who those managers are. Um, Frank Lampard, I didn't, I wasn't convinced it was, it was a good appointment when he was appointed because I, I looked at him. You know, people say, oh well, you know, he got Derby to the playoffs, but. He actually, you know, had the, the access because of his Chelsea connections to people like Mason Mount and Reese James, and had them on loan at Derby, and they still only finished sixth in the league, which was the same place they'd finished the year before without him, with a better squad. So, never really been convinced that he's, you know, a manager at that level. What was your take when they gave him the job? I think, obviously, from his playing background, I think that's given him a little bit more influence or people have been influenced a little bit more around that. I think, obviously, he had a situation after leaving Derby that you could say landed a very, very big job or one of the biggest jobs, you know, in the country. Uh, Having gone back to Chelsea and started to develop there, again, Things looked a lot better, but I think that was more so in expectation. They knew there wasn't money. They knew that they had to play kids. He went through that process, played them, and overall, they did they did well until the point as they again there was no real sort of development moving forward, and then uh, Abramovich decided to dispense with his services. I think Frank at this moment in time is at that position. The next one is crucial because if it goes the same way as the previous ones, I think his time as a, as a manager, as a top, you know, a top flight manager is going to be fairly numbered, uh, you know, because obviously that's two positions now where he's, deemed as not to have had too much success at the Premier League level. And it just would depend. I'm not so sure that he would like to go and manage now at championship level or do what Carrick's done. I think where he was then doing that was in his starting point. I think he's moved past that. So it'll be interesting to see whether if he does stay around the Premier League or whether he goes to Europe and tries things, um, you know, that way to, to, to reinvent himself. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, he's got a. Uh, I think if you look at his uh, record, his managerial record, uh, a lot was made of 
uh, Gary Neville as a failure when he went and, and worked in Spain with Valencia and, of course, Stephen Gerrard as well with, with Villa. But they actually have better uh, win percentages as managers than Frank Lampard does, which is a little bit damning considering uh, how much uh, that was talked about previously. Uh, if you're Everton then, where do you think they go? There's been talk about Marcelo Bayelsa, but I I don't know. It feels like... Do they have, does he have time to get the squad up to the level of fitness he requires? There's been talk about Thomas Frank, but would you leave Brentford a few of him to go to Everton? And Sean Dyche probably seems like the the, the obvious candidate to me. Where what do you think? Yeah, I suppose again, there's not a lot. If that, those three come come, come out yet, that uh, they are names they've managed at uh, Premier League level, they're consistent. I think Thomas Frank has obviously done out of you know has done a really tremendous job uh, with what they've done with Brentford. But Everton's a different beast. There's expectation level there that they are going to be a top six team. And that's possibly what's been the undoing of a lot of coaches and people that are involved is that that sort of expectation weighs very heavily. And obviously over the road, has always pushed that expectation because they've always been in competition with their nearest rivals. And obviously they've had a lot more success over the previous, you know, years. So that weighs heavily. Uh, What Brentford are doing is a tremendous job, but Brentford are not expected to be where they are. Whereas Everton are probably, there's a lot more expectation that they will be in the top half of of the league. So that comes with its, you know, with its problems as well. Uh, Sean Deutsch did an extremely good job uh, at Burnley. Would that really sort of invigorate the fans? I'm not so sure. Bielsa did a very, very good job at Leeds to get them back into the Premier League and then started to, I believe, struggle a little bit at the Premier League level. Uh, you know, it started very well because it was all new. But I think the what was happening with Leeds was what eventuated I think he struggled to actually motivate them the the, the playing squad wasn't particularly strong and as has been seen a new person's come in and again overall the playing base of that squad is still uh, limiting to uh, you know to, to moving them into maybe a more safety area so I don't really think at the moment there's anything that's really sitting out that they're going to take immediately, but then that's their situation. You would have thought that, obviously, this has been a little bit ongoing. It's not a complete surprise that Frank Lampard has been dismissed. So you would have thought that there would have been sort of murmurings around behind the scenes to at least start to, you know, put some feelers out as to who would be interested in taking the job. Well, here's another name I'll throw at you, Brett, because he'd done the job a couple of times as a caretaker, and I think he left because they gave the job to Lampard last time, thinking that he probably deserved a shot. And that's Duncan Ferguson, a man who who bleeds blue. Exactly. Duncan's been there through many, many years and uh, knows the club inside out. Is that a good or a bad thing? He's obviously also assisted at times with, with, you know, the likes of Ancelotti and people like that and and, and have picked up. I think he's, you know, in many instances, this, from from that point of view, with somebody taking a bit 
not gamble, but they're in a situation at the moment where they want an immediate uh, change. I think in the short term, Duncan could potentially give them that. Whether he can then move it to the next level, only time will tell. But I certainly think that it would give the club a massive big injection of enthusiasm if, but, then we could be in that same situation that maybe the likes of Bournemouth are experience at the moment. Gary O'Neill's come in, initially started very well until the job. Or it could be like he, he does become a you know a, a caretaker to see rather than you know push the button immediately and then suddenly it's not working out. But I do, certainly think Duncan knows the club, knows everything, the ins and outs of it. Hey, would he be capable of being given a shot? There's only one way of finding out. As a caretaker, when he took in control of the, the role as a caretaker over a, a small, short period of time, he did have an effect on the results. Mm. All right, Brett. And before we let you go, mate, uh, as a former Evertonian, what's your gut telling you? Are they going to stay up? Uh, I very much hope so. But my feelings at the moment will be that uh, they are where they are for a reason. And at the moment, it's going to take a big, you know, a big swing of somebody very experienced to get them out of there or somebody with the sort of capacity like and character of Duncan Ferguson to move them in the short term away from the uh, from the lower reaches. Yeah, indeed. All right, Brett. Hey, listen, thanks very much for coming on on a Tuesday night and joining us uh, and giving us some of your uh, expertise, mate. Much appreciated. Go well. No, always a pleasure. Thanks. Cheers. It is. Thank you, Brett Angel here with us.